Come on in, sit back and enjoy episode 93 of the Wolf Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, the founder and CEO of Ezra Group, a consulting firm. And if you work for an enterprise wealth management firm, asset manager, RIA aggregator, or any of the many technology vendors in our space, then Ezra Group can help you make better technology and business decisions. Please check us out at EzraGroupLLC.com. This podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices all around wealth management technology. And a few housekeeping tasks before I continue. Be sure to subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. And please go to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, and you can register to catch the recording of our most recent webinar called The Journey Towards Data-Driven Wealth Management. If you have any involvement at all in the data infrastructure or data asset strategy at your firm, or if you use any data at your firm, you'll want to attend this webinar, uh, at least see the recording of this webinar, which you can find at our website, EzraGroupLLC.com. All right, first story in our April news roundup. Marstone partners with Free Will. Marstone, a digital advice uh, wealth management technology provider, partners with a startup providing will and estate planning, which is called Free Will. Now, uh, if you're regular listeners to our podcast here, Wealth Tech Today, you have heard of Marstone's CEO, Margaret Hardigan the co-founder and CEO. She's been on our program before. You can uh, do a quick search. You'll find the previous interview with her if you want some more information. Uh, Marstone has uh, been doing well in the space, uh, offering digital advice solutions. They've made some uh, announcements, some big announcements over the years. They have uh, partnered with, they sold a deal to uh, HSBC for their new digital wealth, their digital advice offering. They have uh, partnered with BlackRock to offer their model portfolios on their platform. They uh, recently last year partnered with Apex to launch digital wealth solutions as Apex looks to move, uh, take a bigger chunk of RIA business. And you can listen to my podcast interview with Trisha Rothschild, the president of Apex Clearing. But what does this deal mean? So free will, I, honestly, I, I consider myself an expert in advisor technology. I'd never heard of free will before. Apparently it's a startup, as I mentioned, in the will and estate planning space. And this is something we're seeing more of, although uh, this is a much smaller scale. Uh, much smaller scale. So free will uses an, a simple interface to guide clients through answering basic questions and then helps them uh, build documents that can be printed and signed in front of a notary or a witness and becomes a valid legal document. Seems to me like a some of, sort of a legal Zoom that advisors can offer their clients. Now they're they're a startup, Free Will. Uh, they're small. Uh, they have a network of lawyers across several states. I think eleven. Uh, that's still very small. But it reminds me of what Investnet's doing with their trust exchange, where they're looking to offer advisors sort of automated process and network for reaching out to qualified. Uh, lawyers, accountants, and other professionals around estate planning and trust uh, requirements. So it seems like Free Will is doing something similar, and Marstone has partnered with them just to integrate with their platform to enable uh, self-directed uh, investors who are coming onto these platforms to also access legal and, uh, and will and estate planning documents. 
you know, we're seeing a lot more of these integrations with financial planning tools into wealth platforms. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. Uh, I've always asked why we have separate tools and separate databases for CRM, financial planning, portfolio management, and such when it's just creates more friction, uh, more issues, moving data back and forth. Why don't I have one, one data source for all that to share? So this could be a step in that direction, but it's definitely good for Marstone to start partnering with some of these firms to offer more functionality, look for ways to differentiate themselves because they have competitors still. Firms like Sigfig, who have deals with Wells Fargo and UBS, firms like Future Advisor, owned by BlackRock, uh, who is their partner. Um, Future Advisor has BBVA and US Bank and others. So there's still competitors out there um, that are looking to help broker dealers, banks, asset managers and other firms offer digital advice solutions. So Marstone needs to stay on top of things, but I'm confident that Margaret uh, Hardigan can do that. She's had a, a nose for staying uh, one step ahead of the game and keeping her firm unique and differentiated. Uh, also around the ideas of financial wellness and making things easier for consumers, you know, investors who maybe don't have enough assets for the full advisor experience, but uh, still want to be somewhat connected to advisors or, or to other financial institutions. So that they've, they've got some good things going. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what else Marstone can come up with uh, to build out their ecosystem for digital financial advice. Story number two, True North Networks acquired by PE firm Bluff Point Associates. True North Networks is a managed service provider. In case you don't know what they are, they provide network support, cloud integration, virtualized desktop environments. They are soup to nuts, hardware network software provider in, in one package. We've done some research on these types of, uh, of offerings, these services. There's over, I think over 20,000 MSPs in the US, but not all of them are in the financial services area and only a small percentage really focus on advisory firms. And, and those, if you are looking for this type of service, you really wanna go with a firm that knows investment advisory, knows RIAs, and there aren't that many of them. Uh, True North Networks was one of the leaders in the space. And we have done some research in the area and, and True North gets great reviews. Uh, all their clients really like them. They've, they've been stealing business from some of the other firms so uh, I think this is a great move by PE firm Bluff Point Associates. Again, I'm not sure how much they paid, but uh, I would hope they paid a, a fair amount and uh, help Steve Ryder and his firm uh, you know, move on and help uh, build out their, their infrastructure and their offerings because it is very uh, capital intensive. What they're basically doing is offering a private internet. So when you connect your RIA to True North, you don't talk to the main internet. You're running on a parallel version of the internet and they build out pipes to all of your vendors. So they'll build out a pipe to Riskalyze, they'll build a pipe to your custodian, they'll build out a pipe to your portfolio management software. So you're not really going over the public internet, you're going through encrypted pipes that run alongside the internet, in effect, virtual pipes, of course. And it's very, it's much more secure. It's much harder for hackers or anyone else to get into your network to, uh, to interact with you or interact with your employees. They also control or can control if you're going all out, they would control your email, uh, all aspects of your uh, network. They would even offer you uh, to, to manage your local hardware, everyone's laptops or, or desktops, uh, computers. They would manage that, you know, they'll drop ship you a new one if it breaks. That way 
everything's controlled by them. They, they image the, the, the computers. They're all exactly the same. So they've got the same software set up. Uh, so it's very secure and very standardized. The downside is it's hard to change. It's hard to uh, improve if you have new ideas. You just can't load new software on your on your computer or your laptop, and neither can your advisors or other parts of your business. And that's a that's a both a, a blessing and a curse. It's a curse because hey, if I want to try something, I can't necessarily without getting my MSP to approve it and get it onto the network. It's a blessing because people can't just load stuff they want onto your network. So it really reduces the amount of malware and other viruses and other things that can sneak into your network through someone's software or a USB drive. Uh, so forth. They uh, become very popular. A lot of firms are using MSPs. The top firms, when we looked at things uh, two years ago, I believe we did our, our scan of MSPs, were in alphabetical order, Itegria, OS33, Right Size Solutions, and True North Networks. Okay, that's just in alphabetical order, not in a market share order. But those are the big, the four big firms. And now, PE firm Bluffpoint Associates owns True North, and they also own Right Size. So they own two of the four that we reviewed. Uh, right Size were purchased by one of Bluffpoint's uh, portfolio companies called Swissnet. Great name, Swissnet. Two Z's in Swissnet. Uh, I would imagine they're going to combine True North and Right Size somehow. It only makes sense since this is such a capital, such a capital intensive business, having to have all this infrastructure, cloud networks, and other other uh, hardware and such. So being able to combine these two would help reduce their costs. And these vendors, even though they're offering private cloud networks, they, they are reselling other cloud providers. They don't, they don't really build the cloud networks themselves. They resell Microsoft as Azure, Amazon Web Services, Google Cloud, and other providers. So they're, they're really, so buying it, being able to combine those two would also save some money, save some support issues across right size and true north if they could combine them. Uh, these, um, so besides offering application maintenance, they also do monitoring, upgrades, patching. So all you know, your all of your servers and all your software, your computers are all uh, have the latest patches, latest operating system patches, which is one of the biggest risks that firms face. Most uh, hacking is done through unpatched software. So outsourcing to an MSP can eliminate that. And it's not cheap, but you're getting peace of mind by going with an MSP like True North. Uh, I would expect PE to a PE firm bluff point to announce some sort of merger between right size and true north. It's going to help them uh, expand their market share, which I believe they already have some decent market share and firms should look into these, uh, these companies, even if you want to look at OS 33 or Itegria, if you're an RIA, uh, and you need, you believe you need some a better cybersecurity or, or you're, you're, you want to, uh, upgrade what you've got, uh, call these guys and see what they have to say. And uh, I, we recommend true north networks, uh, like Steve Ryder and his team. But uh, check out the other ones as well. And we're expecting some big things from True North and Right Size as they get combined by uh, Bluff Point. And story number three is Investnet acquires a prize labs estate planning technology. No one saw this coming. I think uh, this is something that uh, was certainly not a surprise to anyone considering the partnership between Apprise Labs uh, founded by Edmund Walters, who sold his previous firm, eMoney, advisor to Fidelity in 2015. And it seems to make a lot of sense plugging this into Money Guy Pro. Uh, there are Prize Labs uh, software for high net worth, estate planning, uh, which is a, a major gap in the Money Guy Pro platform. 
Although in all seriousness, the, the reviews we've done of venture planning software, you know, Money Guy Pro always seemed to be targeting mass affluent. And that was really their, their core uh, constituency is advisors who had mass affluent clients and they were happy in that space and dominating. In fact, they were the, the number one uh, software tool for advisors uh, using financial planning software. I think eMoney is, is now running neck and neck, but for a time, Money Guide was, was a, clear, a clear favorite. And they never had cash flow planning and they never needed it because they were goals-based. And that's just where their constituency lied. Um, and when it came to uh, estate planning, we reviewed uh, in our last review of uh, financial planning software, uh, Money Guide Pro was a distant third behind Navaplan and eMoney, which were kind of running neck and neck when it came to estate planning functionality. And estate planning functionality can be very complicated, as uh, anyone knows who's done estate planning, uh, especially around uh, trusts and inheritance and uh, building in insurance into a trust and different complicated financial um, situations. So it just wasn't something that, that MoneyGuy Pro was concerned with. So when we heard about Apprise Labs and they announced this back, I believe Edmund announced this back in 2019, if you're looking at my notes, yep. At the T3 conference in, uh, in 2019 is when they announced the joint venture between InvestNet and Apprise Labs. And that was an interesting announcement. And then they, uh, I was also at the InvestNet conference that year where, the, where Edmund was on stage and gave us some, some uh, demos and some screenshots and talked more about the product. It seemed really interesting. What, we, what they've come out with is really high-end. Um, and I was talking to Michael Keatses early today, and he mentioned that when he saw a demo of it, it looked more like uh, a Money Guy Pro replacement for clients with more than 20 million rather than a Money Guy Pro add-on. And I would tend to agree with him. So that leaves another gap because there's still the higher net worth or the emerging higher net worth uh, families who are in the $1 to $5 million range. And it doesn't seem as though a prize labs is really targeting or really going to be useful for that cohort of clients. So not sure what they're going to do with that. Maybe they're going to build out some more of the, of the tool. Maybe they're going to leverage the cash flow engine in a prize labs and sort of down to scale it for the one to $5 million AOM. We don't know. We shall see what happens, but it's definitely a need. Um, I know I was reading about them merging the different engines. Not sure how that's going to happen because the goals-based planning engine, very, very different than a cash flow based planning engine. And the needs of those different cohorts are very different that when you've got enough cash, when, the, when you're in the one to 5 million range or, or up, you're not really that much. We're not really that worried about whether you can retire or not in general, in terms of the minimum. Whereas if you're below a million, you may not be able to retire on, you may not be able to meet your expenses, uh, just the basic living expenses. So that's where those, uh, the, the what if scenarios around money guide, the, the strength of their play zone and the, 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 you know, the dials, the gauges that show you what, whether you're in the green or in the red uh, are really very helpful for advisors with families, uh, the clients that uh, are less affluent, you know, the mass affluent clients that are, are concerned about that. So, uh, I think it, it seems like it's a, a good deal. It seems like it's something that is, can really gonna benefit Money Guy Pro if they do it right and they build it out right now. It's being called Wealth Studios by InvestNet. So that's the new Apprise, the name of Apprise Lab software. And we'll wait to see how that comes out, how well tightly it's integrated with Money Guy Pro, the different levels of, of um, you know, the pricing levels, the tiers, how they're going to tier it whether you'll have to buy earlier versions of Money Guy Pro or their lower levels of Money Guy Pro in order to get the Apprise Labs or you can just buy Apprise Labs or whether the, the Wealth Studios, not sure. 
And so I like to get into the demo as soon as it comes out and then see how it compares to uh, what I imagine is a, a lot more robust functionality from eMoney Navaplan. But again, you don't really need to have every single feature to compete in the market. You just need the 80-20 rule. What's the you know, 80% or the 20% of the functionality that 80% of the market needs? So hopefully they can come out with that and put out a good product and we will see how this plays out. I want to take a break from this episode to talk about one of our sponsors. It is the Invest in Others Foundation. The Invest in Others Charitable Foundation is a nonprofit that recognizes financial advisors for their exceptional charitable work. The nomination window for their 15th annual Invest in Others Awards is currently open. If you know a financial advisor who is actively giving back, please nominate them at investinothers.org forward slash nominate by April 2nd. That's only two days from now. So please do that. If this sounds like you, feel free to self-nominate. And in honor of their 15th year anniversary, the Invest in, Other, the Invest in Others Foundation is increasing their award donation amounts. Finalists will receive $20,000 for their charity and the winners in each category will receive between fifty dollars and $75,000 for the nonprofit they support. I've had the honor of helping to judge some of these different categories. The categories include Catalyst, Community Service, Volunteer of the Year, and Lifetime Achievement. I think there's one more category for um, international, for charities that are outside the U.S. They do some amazing work. It's hard going through the, the, the nominations, looking at all the charitable work that they're doing, and trying to pick one that we think is the best really tough uh, if you go on onto the website, investinothers.org, you can see some of the work they're doing. Please also make a donation if you can. Your corporation most likely will will double it, match it, which will be helpful. So please um, look, them up, look them up at investinothers.org and nominate a financial advisor you know who is doing some great charitable work at investinothers.org forward slash nominate. Here we go with story number four. AcidMark acquires financial planning software Voyant for $145 million. This was not a shock to me specifically, but that's only because. On to story number four, AcidMark acquires financial planning software Voyant for $145 million. This was big news when it came out. Asimark does not acquire uh, a lot of software companies. In fact, I think this is their first acquisition of a software company. They have bought a lot of other investment firms, RIAs and other TAMPs and such. Uh, they've always built their, they built a lot of their own software. I know I put something on my blog, I believe uh, two years ago when they came out with uh, new dashboard software, a portfolio construction software that I thought was really great, uh, very uh, innovative uh, for advisors to build portfolios that are, putting assets onto the AssetMark platform. And this is a, a going to be, uh, I would imagine be merged into that, added to that, that, that program. And this makes a lot of sense. Uh, AssetMark seems to be uh, concentrating on the onboarding process, the planning process. Uh, the financial planning is tightly linked, can be tightly linked to portfolio construction. A lot of tools will do that. Uh, even most of the portfolio management or the financial planning software that's out there has uh, integration with models so when you're doing your planning, do you do, there's a risk tolerance, you can pick a model. So the models have to get into the system somehow. So connecting those two uh, makes a lot of sense for firms. It also makes sense for AssetMark to do what they can to help uh, advisors understand their clients better onto their platform. Uh, and be, being able to have those tools for them will help uh, 
create some loyalty for their advisors, whether so they're moving to other other platforms, moving to other software while they're working with AssetMark, they can stay inside the AssetMark platform. Now, uh, Void was not on my radar. We do a lot of reviews of financial planning software at Ezra Group, uh, my company, and uh, we never really heard of Voint until about last November is when they popped up on my radar. Uh, Voint is very big in the UK. That's one of their primary markets, uh, UK, Canada, and Ireland. Uh, they do have a little bit small presence in the US, only one client that I know of, Lincoln Financial. But uh, so we never really uh, ran into Voyant until last November when my phone started ringing from PE firms asking for my advice on the financial planning software market. And for some reason, all these firms also wanted me to talk about Voyant. So that's a tip off that something's going on. So I knew something was happening with Voyant, just didn't know what it was or who was going to be buying them. But so when Asimark came out, uh, I said, aha. That's who was uh, who was looking to buy. It was Asimark. Uh, so we're surprised by that. The so the the, the demos I saw of Voint, uh, it looks good. It's it's decent. Uh, they they pride themselves on the simplicity of their application, the ease of use, which is uh, definitely a, a benefit for some advisors. Although in the U.S., I know if you if you look at uh, some of the the uh, articles and research done by my friend Michael Keatsis on his blog Keatsis.com, what we find in the U.S. at least is that many financial planning focused advisors don't want simplistic tools. They want more complicated tools because it allows them to provide more complete and more complex uh, financial planning. So the, the simplicity angle doesn't play with a lot of advisors in the US, but uh, every advisor is different. So I'm sure with 17,000 SEC registered RIAs, I'm sure there are some that would be interested in a, simple, a more a simple, uh, easier to use application. Uh, from again, from the demos I saw, just going through my notes from the, the demo I got of Voyant was, uh, and I only saw the UK version, so I didn't see what they've done for Lincoln Financial, which I would imagine um, has US accounts like IRAs, where the UK version only has ISAs, individual savings accounts, which is the UK uh, retirement plan. Uh, they, they've got both cash flow based and goals based, they've got expense tracking, they have insurance some insurance planning, but uh, of course in the UK, they call insurance protection. So it's not called insurance. Uh, I'm not sure how much they've done in the US with insurance. Uh, they had basic estate planning in the UK. Again, we need to be updated for US estate rules, estate planning rules and trust estate and estate rules. They support taxes, some like tax planning. Again, would need to be US based. Uh, there's plenty of illustrations, what if scenarios, retirement planning. So it uh, looks good for a lot of needs, but there's a whole lot of work they're going to have to do to catch up to MoneyGate Pro, eMoney, NaviPlan, Retire Up, Right Capital, if they plan on competing in that space, which I don't think they're going to. I really see Asimark building it in for advisors who just want some light planning and want it um, to want to maybe throw some goals in, do a little bit of cash flow, just as part of the portfolio construction or, or onboarding process. It reminds me a lot of what, uh, not Carson Group, uh, what United Capital did when they built their MoneyMind uh, tools. They were, they were very onboarding focused and planning focused and collaborative uh, focus between the advisor and the client. And I know Voyant has some decent client collaboration features and functionality. You can invite clients onto the platform and have them interact with, with the tools. So they might be looking to do that. And something that uh, SMR CEO Natalie Wolfson said in an article I read that they see an opportunity to grow Asimark in the international markets where Voyant is already popular. That's sort of a reverse plan, you know, a reverse merger that they're looking to, to capitalize on the advisors that Voyant has rather than the other way around, rather than bringing Voyant software to Asimark 
advisors. They want to do asset mark uh, intellectual property, asset mark models or asset mark strategies out to uh, Voint advisors. Very interesting, which means they'd have to build in some hooks from the TAMP functionality into the money in the, into the financial planning functionality of Voint. Could be sort of a reverse of how InvestNet is building out insurance functionality and other tools into MoneyGuy Pro. So MoneyGuy Pro becomes a front end to actually buy products, buy insurance products, maybe even buy uh, models or other other investments. So uh, looks like it sounds like if, if Natalie Wilson's plans come to fruition, that Asimark would build in some hooks into Voyant where they could offer, they could buy a strategy, a money manager strategy or buy a model uh, or for higher net worth advisors, buy a UMA from asset mark and plug it into the plan show how that asset links into their retirement supports the retirement covers it closes some gaps that that could be a really interesting uh, solution for advisors in the uk canada and ireland and if successful could help uh, boost asset marks growth rate with as they look to power past 100 billion dollars in tamp assets Story number five, Skyence announces a data aggregation capability. Now, from what I read, uh, what I've read, this is not your standard data aggregation capability where they're bringing in client data, uh, client held away assets or other accounts, bank accounts, credit card accounts, and things like that. This is more of a data lake or data, what they're calling a data consolidation replication module. This is something I've been talking about for a while. So I'm interested to see if they can pull this off and if it actually works. What they're saying this does is it transfers client data from multiple vendor applications into a centralized repository. This is, uh, I think if you heard in the earlier um, article, I was talking about why we have separate silos for different types of data, CRM, financial planning, portfolio management, et cetera, et cetera. Why? Because we've always done it that way. We've always had separate applications each with its own database. And then you have to integrate them using tools and APIs and such that rarely work the way planned, the way they promised. And you have, a, you have a big mess. If you could build, if you had this data consolidation replication module as Skyence has announced, that would pull the data or replicate it from your CRM, your financial planning software, your portfolio management software, uh, your maybe you have a separate maybe you have a separate compliance uh, system, a separate performance reporting tool, billing. Um, although billing usually pulls this data from the custodian or the portfolio management software, so scratch that. But all those other applications, you'd have you'd own all the data, you would control it. And if they could build this out to support all the major applications in each category, and there are a lot of categories. If you've seen Michael Keats's uh, advisor tech map, which you can find on Keats's.com and I help them out with that, uh, please go check it out. You'll see we've got a lot of applications in the space and a lot of categories and a lot of applications in each category. So being able to support even the majority of the 80-20 rule is a lot of work for Skyence, but uh, kudos to them for trying to build this or for building it and trying to support it. Um, it could be very powerful if it works. Uh, it's had a huge lift. You know, and Skyence has gone, come a long way since I first heard about that, I think three or four years ago where they were just really digital onboarding at the time, sitting on top of Salesforce. But they've leveraged that to get into a lot of enterprises as most enterprise firms and especially in wealth management are using Salesforce. So having Skyence on top of Salesforce gives them a built-in CRM. 
You don't need to build one, don't need to integrate with one. They're built on top of it. So they're right there. Gives them a bit of an advantage. I know last year they came out with the ability to open multiple uh, product types. So you could open insurance, annuities, uh, different types of accounts, up to 10 different accounts, they claim, with one account opening process, which can save a lot of time when you've got uh, uh, an advisor with a client with multiple accounts, or maybe you know kids' accounts, family accounts, rollovers and things. They can open it all at the same time. Very convenient. They announced integration with InvestNet that should help them out as well, since InvestNet also integrates well with Salesforce and they're strong in the enterprise space. And I've heard that Skyence is even building more, looking to build out more functionality and, and tools in the wealth management uh, area. They currently have the things I mentioned, plus advisor transitions, trade surveillance, uh, Reg BI. So a lot of tools around the core RIA functionality of account of a uh, portfolio construction, portfolio execution, rebalancing, trading. So they, they don't have that yet, but uh, I've heard that's something that they're looking into. So that'll be interesting if they would were to come out and become a full end-to-end -end platform on top of Salesforce as an overlay to offer RIAs broker-dealers uh, the end-to-end -end experience if, of wealth management, or if they're just going to stay around the edges, uh, the tools that they built. Uh, so it remains to be seen if they can keep building out and which way they're going to be going with this. And to wrap things up, we've got a late addition to the news roundup. Just came, this news just came out this morning. It hit my email at 10.50 a.m. this morning. SEI is buying Orange, or at least they're buying the tech platform of Orange and what's left of it after it closed at the end of last year. Uh, not a lot to talk about here. I guess they're just buying the assets. And I think I've, I spoke about, you can look up my, I think I, I did some tweets or I was uh, quoted in some news articles when Orange announced they were closing last year, six weeks before December 31st, not giving their clients a lot of time. Uh, uh, hopefully there's something they can make out of this. There was some, some decent tech. I mean, I like the demos I saw of the Orange uh, tools, the RIA platform. Uh, SCI doesn't really have any direct to advisor tools, you know, the, the down to, to the small RIA. So if, if this is something they feel that they can offer to their to a different segment of the market, where SEI, uh, with their wealth platform is more for larger firms, uh, but they are a very big TAMP. So they do have uh, some serious uh, uh, RIA clients, just no RIA based platform. Uh, it does say that they're bringing on uh, David Lyon, the, the founder and CEO, and some staff. So I guess they kept some people on. I know a bunch had left at the end of the year, so that's good. Uh, we don't want to see people losing their jobs if they, if 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 it all if it can. But it's interesting to see what comes out of this. If they kick the platform, if they just pull specific tech from it, are they just going to use the model marketplace, uh, which uh, was getting some a little bit of traction? Though, from what I heard, there were some problems with bringing on new advisors onto the model marketplace. They were lacking in some tax transition tools which is key if you're going to be selling models, you want to be able to move advisors off of the models they're on and onto your models. If you don't have tax transition planning software, uh, the clients of the advisors are going to take a big hit when they're liquidating assets. So that was one gap in the platform. And plus they just couldn't get enough people to pay for it. They were offering a, a freemium version and they did have a lot of clients on the free version of Orange Tech Platform, but we're having trouble converting them to paying customers. So uh, I imagine SCI bought this for a song, considering it's been closed for three months. Uh, 
but uh, they're, they, you know, they, they did a deep dive, looked at the tech, saw there's some value there, something they can build out uh, or maybe take pieces of it into their own offering for RAs. And uh, maybe David can, can bring some of his vision that he had for a new way to, for RAs to manage their, their client asset, the client's assets, which I, I liked some of the vision he had and uh, sprinkle that magic through uh, what SCI is doing. Uh, we will see. Hey, it's Craig again. That was our April news roundup. So five stories, five, not six stories, six stories. We had Marstone partners with Free Will, True North Networks acquired by PE firm, Investment acquires Apprise Labs. Uh, fifth story, or is it the fourth story? SMARC acquires financial planning software Voyant. Skyance launches their data consolidation, Data Lake. And finally, SEI buys Orange. Great, uh, great roundup, good mix of stories, I thought. Interesting stuff. Please remember to go to our website, ezracrubllc.com, and sign up for our newsletter. You will not be disappointed. You'll get a monthly email of goodness about the content that we have on our site, uh, advice, information, recommendations from uh, me and my staff, and other good stuff. You won't be overwhelmed. Just one email a month, please sign up. And I will talk to everyone again next time.